If you're looking for success in the vacation rental industry, Heather Bayer and the team at cottageblogger.com are here to show you that it's entirely within reach. Welcome to Vacation Rental Success, the show that features interviews with industry experts, successful vacation rental owners, and more, all geared toward helping you make it happen. Here's your host, Heather Bayer. And welcome to another episode of the Vacation Rental Success Podcast. This is your host, Heather Bayer. And as ever, I am delighted to be back with you once again. As I said over the last few weeks, it is such a busy time of year. And, you know, for any property manager and for any owner, in fact, the period of time leading up to high season can get a little fretful, a little stressful. You want everything to be just right for your guests because you just want to ensure that they're going to come back to you over and over again. So getting it right first time is absolutely paramount. And as I mentioned last week, we're taking on a lot of new properties at the moment and ensuring that our owners know exactly what our standards are and what they need to achieve to get some really, really great reviews. We are moving over to digital guidebooks this year, sending all our guests a touch day guidebook rather than the old PDF versions that uh, that we used to send out. I mean, we do know people tend not to read what we send them. So we are trying to do this in different ways. And with the touch day guidebook, they're able to see it on their phone or their, their other device and they can print it off if they want. Um, I was looking at a couple of sample ones from other people and they're just amazing and we want ours to be just as good. So one of the samples I've been looking at has been from my friend Tyan Marsink. And if you're a listener to the podcast, you will probably have heard Tyan before. She's an, an accomplished vacation rental photographer. She's an investor and she is also the community ambassador for Touchstay. So if I if I have a question on getting my touch day guest book set up, I can always go to Tyann. But I've also been looking at her examples of how she has done it and been very impressed. Of course, we have 180 properties, so it's a little bit more challenging to do 180 guest books rather than the dozen or so that Tyann has. But we'll get it done. And once that's done, then all we're doing is putting new ones on as they come in. So a lot of work going on at the moment. Today's guest is Tyann Marsink because I was with Tyann a couple of weeks ago at the Northwest Vacation Rental Professionals Conference and we did our presentation on love languages, which as ever went down really, really well. Tyann was also talking about how she personalizes so much of her guest experience. And she used several of these examples in the presentation. So I thought it'd be really nice to bring Tyann along and ask her about this personalization. And it's personalization in the welcome, in the stay itself, and in the follow-up afterwards. So she has some really great and actionable ideas. So stay tuned, listen to what Tyann has to tell us about how to make our guest experience the absolute best. And I think you're going to really enjoy this. So here I am again with Tyann Marsink, the Touch Day Community Ambassador, owner extraordinaire, photographer, newly married. Hi, Tyann. How are you? Hi, Heather. I am well. How about you? I'm really, really good. Congratulations on your extended marital bliss. <laughs> I hope your marital bliss is extended for, for a long, long, long time. But just recap for us what's happened over the last couple of months. You went to Scotland to get married? Yeah, we eloped um, Isla Skye in Scotland. We had no location until... The morning of when we realized there's 60 mile per hour winds and hail, snow, rain, rainbows, of course, because then the sun would come out every five seconds. Um, So we ended up in a deserted chapel on the edge of a lock overlooking the sea. And it was beautiful. It was beautiful. And we eloped there. 
And then uh, now this weekend, we're going to have our big dance party wedding reception with everybody back home. That is fabulous. So, yeah, this has been going on for a little while. So I, I, I just love the idea of celebrations extending. So Yes. So, yeah. yes, well, con- congratulations overall. Thank you. And what news do you have of your new husband coming to join your business? Yeah, so I'm so excited. We decided um, that he would put his resignation in with his IT job and come join my business and you know manage all the properties since I'm now working full-time with Touch Day as their community ambassador. So he's excited that he doesn't have a commute anymore, big there. And secondly, he gets to travel with me because he'll still be remotely managing all the properties. And then he'll get to do more things hands-on. And he's very much a people person, which is was incredible because it's difficult. It's more difficult to teach people skills than it is to teach the business skills for me. Um, and he's got that people skill, the people base. He can connect with people and make them feel welcomed very easily. That's all natural to him. So just teaching him uh, my different processes that I've already got in place and my workflow, I think will be um, fairly simple enough to do. Of course, trial and error always, but I'm excited. And I know he's excited too. Sounds wonderful. Sounds wonderful. I've been working with my husband for 15 years and yeah, it actually does work. I mean, at the moment... While I'm recording this, he is very busy uploading all sorts of stuff into our Touch Day guides. So that, that, that's his project at the minute. <laughs> and, and he's loving it because he's, he's, you know, you, he, he's a detailed person. I, I love all that strategy and over-the-top looking down stuff. And, yes. and he likes to get down deep into the weeds. And he comes up with so much stuff that I would never think of. So, so yes, that, the, these partnerships can work really, really well. And I'm sure yours yeah. is going to be fantastic. I mean, I'm excited to, to have someone else's eyes on things too, to have those other ideas because, you know, I do have one, my perspective, but it's great to see another perspective and um, interesting how he, you know, he's got a different personality. So how would his personality take some of these things that we're doing too? So, you know, cause you, you want to make your guests feel welcome and comfortable and loved as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, you already do such a brilliant job. So when there's two of you working on it, I can only see that uh, just being pretty exceptional. And talking about that, tell us about your properties, um, just to bring people up to speed on how many of your own properties you've got, what's on the, what's on the boil at the moment. And I, and I know that you're now managing some other people's properties. Yes. Yeah. So my realtor has ended up, you know, contacting me and saying, Hey, I got somebody investing in the area. You said you were interested in buying it in this area, but I know your money's tied up because you're building again down in Branson. What do you think of these? And would you manage, would you come consult? And so it's like, okay, I'll take a look. And I looked at it. I'm like, yeah, these, these would be perfect for short-term rental. Um, right up my alley, as far as it's the going to be the first places for short-term rentals in that little town. It's in a little town. It's got a target guest and we could totally do them up to and draw these types of guests that I attract. So we went for it. So we just finished setting up two of the four properties and um, they're, you know, it's another one of those things where you're literally working till the last minute before the guest arrives and they arrived yesterday at one of them. And they wanted to arrive at one o'clock <laughs> and at 11 o'clock, I'm taking some quick, good cell phone photos so I can get the listing updated a little bit better than half finished rooms and telling the owner to, I'm like, okay, this mirror needs to be hung. This needs to be swept out. And I need you to go buy some rocking chairs for the front porch. You have 45 minutes and then you're out. <laughs> And sure enough, 1.01 PM, I get the notification they've entered their code on the lock. <laughs> <laughs> like oh my gosh <laughs> yeah I love that I love that last minute stuff yes Not yeah and then it's wonderful when 20 minutes later you get a text message from the guest oh my gosh this place is perfect for us thank you so much well before we go into a little bit more of this about how to make a place and an experience perfect I just want to come back on something you said about managing other people's properties and about these in particular that they are the first ones in a small town. And, you know, years when, when, we, when you and I got into this business many years ago, really we were looking at destinations. I mean, your first properties were in Branson. Um, mm-hmm. 
mine are up here in um, Cottage Country, Ontario, which is a real destination. And then you've got the real southerly destinations of, of Destin and Panama City Beach and, and the Florida destinations. But more and more these days, you're hearing about people who are just buying a property in a small town that perhaps not many people have heard of, a bit like you did with the bank house. So just, mm -hmm. just talk to me a little bit about this new trend of investing in, in a property that's not in a known destination. So, I mean, like with my bank property, it was a big risk. But I was at also at a stage where I was ready to invest in a community. And that's what I saw it mainly as, is investing in a community. Uh, the little town of Marthasville it just celebrated their 200th anniversary. They were the home of Daniel Boone. Uh, they were the last stop of Lewis and Clark camping as they headed west down the Missouri River on their exploration. They just all this incredible history. But in 1993, when the Missouri River had the devastating flood, it really it flooded out a lot of the buildings, a lot of the area. It just became a very depressed area. But wonderful, wonderful people. A town of 1100. When you drive in, it's the real cute landscaping and the little post office. But some depressed buildings that used to be heyday, but after the flood, they're empty now. So I bought right smack in the middle of those buildings and renovated the bank. Um, and the other thing that also Marthasville has is the Katy Trail, the longest rails to trails um, in the country at 237 miles. And um, very soon the Rock Island Trail is going to be worked on in Missouri, and that'll make an over 400-mile loop of biking in, in the state. So it's just pretty exciting. So when I saw the opportunity to buy something and invest in the community, I did it. And what's what I love about it and fascinating is as soon as I did it, you know, those, the other small businesses around, they said, oh, well, somebody else sees value in our community. Let's put some money into our own place and start fixing it up too. So the business, a couple doors down, they're starting to fix it up. It's going to be a cupcake and wine bar, which is, I'm really excited about for my guest. <laughs> and it's, I love it, you know, and yes, it's a risk, but to me, the reward is going to be great. So I've got, I did the bank and I did the little tiny one bedroom, but when setting it up and, and choosing a small town, the biggest thing is you've got to know who your target guest is. Because if you don't know who's going to come and you don't set it up correctly for those people that who would come to the area, you're going to fail. It's, you know, it's, you're not going to succeed. You're going to lose out on that risk. So how would you find out who that target guest is? Uh, talking to the local businesses, um, the local chamber of commerce, being aware of what brings people to that area. For instance, I know over 90,000 people hike or bike down the Katy Trail every year. And when you look at how many rooms are available in that area, it's not much at all. <laughs> And Marthasville is situated exactly where you need to be for either your first night stop starting from the east end of the trail or your last night stop starting from the west end of the trail. And one of the reasons I know this is because they have a campground for all for the hiking and biking people. And it's quite busy at times. So if people are stopping there, who wants to pay more than $5? to actually have a house and a kitchen and a nice bed versus carrying all of their equipment um, to a camp and then camping on the ground. Yeah, brilliant. So you've got the Katie Trail. Um, mm -hmm. What else brings people in? There must be then, Yeah, so then weddings are huge in our area. Like, you know, I, we, talked, we were talking earlier about my reception and we're expecting around 175 people. In our area, that is small so, because everybody's got large families. You've got families that have left um, the, you know, the state and they'll come back for weddings and all your high school friends. So it is normal to have a wedding and reception for 300 plus people in our area. And that means all these people need somewhere to stay. And within 15 minutes, there's multitudes of wedding venues uh, two large ones are actually just two miles down the road, which is a two-minute drive for us um, on our country roads. And then you've got the next town over that's seven miles away, and they've got multitude 
of wedding venues. And then you're right there at the wine country. So you have all those wineries. So those, I'm also, that's my target guest is the wedding guest and the bridal parties themselves. I'll actually, I will host bachelorette parties and bachelor parties. I'm just fine with that. Wonderful. This this is really great information. I know it's slightly segued out of of what we were going to um, talk about in this episode, but I think I would imagine just about everybody that listens to this podcast always has a thought about reinvesting at some point in the future. So this was a good segue. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So back to the original question before we segued. So we have the new ones I just set up. Um, in the little town of Villa Ridge. It's 10 minutes from the Perina Farms Event Center, where my doggy guests come from, come to, to a visit. And then I've got the two in Marthasville. So that's the Winery Country Wedding Guest Bicyclist. And then I have my little one in Union, Missouri, which was, you know, just my test of doing a, a property that is nothing to do with vacationing at all and totally focused on who would come to this little town of 12,000 people and it's the only vacation rental in town. And then still after almost two years, it's the only vacation rental in town. So I've got that one. And then I've got the ones I started with in Branson, a four bedroom and a five bedroom. And then this year we're building a 10 bedroom house down in Branson. You're crazy. I know it's fun. But it is fun. It is fun. I, it just it just fascinates me. I mean, I know that you are so immersed in this industry and will always be looking out for, for opportunities. But not only that, Tyanne, it's for you, it's not just about investing and, and creating these income generating properties. It's about being personal with your guests as well, knowing your guests, having them come back. When uh, we did the presentation in Sun River, you came up with so many examples about how you make the experience so personal for your guests. And here you are talking about all these different properties, all these different guests that come in. So I wanted to ask you, you now, how do you do this? How do you get personal with so many guests? Because it's a little bit more than having just one property. How do you keep track of all the information that you get on your guests so you can be personal with them? A lot of it, or it used to be mainly phone calls. And I would call every single guest before I allowed them to book. And that was, you know, pre-online booking, instant booking days, which wasn't too long ago. Um, but now it's, you know, mainly messaging and just simply asking those questions uh, beforehand. You can kind of, I don't know, I can kind of read people as well, little hints that they drop in their messages and simply knowing usually why they're coming to the area anyway. So because I've targeted in on my guests so much, I can guess why they're coming, which really helps. And then other guests just simply volunteer the information because on my instant booking, I say, why are you coming to the area? So they have, you know, I ask that they answer that question. And when I find something out, I will make a note in my reservation management system and then possibly in my calendar and just make sure that if I'm able to do something extra special. So for instance, um, this one was easy to do um, because it was my property that was only five minutes from my home. I found out that they were coming in for a birthday and the gentleman's birthday that they were celebrating was in the military service. And this was their weekend that they could get away from base and come celebrate and then go back home. So um, since I was home, I just ran to my local grocery store and I, we have the a little six, build your own six pack. So I looked at our local beers and built my own little six pack and it was a blank box. So I was able to take a marker and write on it, you know, thank you for your service. And then I just picked up a, a big birthday cupcake with a little topper and everything and set it in the fridge. So that when they open the fridge, you know, be like, oh, wow, what's this? And it was, it was really great. They, um, they definitely noticed and they didn't say anything till the end of their stay, which is perfectly fine too. You know, I don't need that thank you back, although it's always great to hear, but hoping, you know, that they, they do enjoy it. And I was glad to know that they did and they very much appreciated it as well. And it felt, it made them feel welcomed and made them feel cared for because we're humans you know we want to be loved (laughs) that's the way we're made well as as 
the, the industry grows and becomes, you know, that, that word that we're hearing all the time, which is commoditized, it becomes commoditized. Mm-hmm. So th- there is this call for some form of standardization across the industry. Mm-hmm. And so people are going to be going to a lot of places where they're not getting these personal touches. So when they do, it it really hits them where it matters because we never wanted our industry to be hotelized. I mean, call it commoditized or hotelized or whatever, mm-hmm. but it always was a personal business. Um, is that that's the way you feel about it? Absolutely, yeah. And and as I grow, you know, it makes it more difficult to do that for guests. I'm just happy that I can do it for some guests. And I I don't, you know, that level of personalization. Now I do other levels of personalization for everyone that I'm able to incorporate because remember, I'm also hosting remotely. My Branson places are three and a half hours away. I only get down there a handful of times a year at the most. And I treat my other properties as if I'm remotely hosting as well because I do travel for touch day quite often and I get to speak at the conferences and meet other people and I can't be the the host or the owner or the manager that walks through every single property um, and you know put my touch on every single time um, unless I have a system in place which I do so it's it works out really well so you've talked before about your workflow how does all this this personalization fit into that workflow so all of my reservation management email templates I use short codes. So I make sure I always use the first name short code. Everybody loves hearing their own name. So I always make sure I say their name in an email and, and greet them as well in the emails. Um, then I also send a card out to them for my Branson places. So after they book, the card is actually, it, it says, dear so-and-so, I use their name. And then I usually say, and crew, because it's always large groups. It's never just one person or two people. And it gives my favorite hiking guide with the hiking map and reason why I like it. And this way, it then gives them something physical and personalized and something that they can put on their fridge, put in the window. It's, it's, you know, it's branded on my back. They've got on the back, it's got my face on the back. It's got my contact information if they need anything. And it helps them to anticipate their arrival or upcoming trip. So they've got that little bit of personalized insider secret in hand, not just digital. Um, And then in my email templates, I use my short codes and I insert my digital welcome book from touch day. And those have even more insider tips as well. And then all my emails go out automatically. So when somebody comes in books, I've got five minutes, maybe 10 minutes max to go over each one to make sure all my data entry is correct and then to send the card out. That's it until they arrive. Uh, when they arrive, I still do the personal phone call. I call each guest. So my lock gives me notification when they put their code in and I wait, try to wait about 45 to 60 minutes usually. And I give them a call and say, hey, this is Tyann. I just wanted to call real quick and make sure you arrive safely. Um, everything's good at the house. And at that point, I can tell, you know, if they want to chat or if they're just like, okay, yeah, thanks. It's great. Thanks so much. We'll see you. Or I'll leave a voicemail. Um, the, uh, the one last week, um, we chatted actually for several minutes because our, our rivers had flooded. And it was very close to the, the road, the highway that they and the bridge that they had crossed to get into town. And so I made sure they knew. It's like, hey, I've been watching the river levels. The flood, the water's crested yesterday morning. You're good. It's only going to go down. I just you know, want to make sure you're not nervous about that. Uh, the biking trails should be fine. And hey, do you guys want any suggestions on you know, interesting points that we like along the trail? He goes, oh, yeah, that would be great. That'd be great. So, okay, so you know, if you go this direction, 10 miles, you end up right next to the river. It's really cool. And it's just it's a pop-out right there. And if you go... Three miles, two miles this way, you'll hit one winery. You go another two miles, you'll hit winery number two. And another eight miles is winery number three. Just be careful when you're coming back. And he's like, okay. I was like, yeah, tastings are either free or a couple bucks. He's like, we're on it. And, you know, just, again, I knew what my guest was doing. I knew why they were coming. So then I was able to help, you know, personalize and guide it. And 
and apologize for the grass that had not been cut because we've had constant rain for two weeks and the grass loves it, except we can't get it cut. And, you know, it's me saying right out, hey, I'm embarrassed about my grass. And him saying, hey, that's fine. No big deal. You know, instead of him thinking, oh, my gosh, they don't cut their grass. They don't care for this place. This is horrible. Yeah. How is this going to scale, though, Tyanne? You know, once you grow bigger and start to take on mm-hmm. more properties. Because, I, you know, I'm thinking about my situation with my company with 180 yeah, properties. Yeah, you've got a ton. Yeah, on a, fr- a Saturday afternoon at 4 o'clock, we might have anywhere, anywhere between 140, 150 families going into a property at 4 o'clock on mm-hmm. Saturday afternoon. It's, it's a tough job to, to get that personalization. Do you have any thoughts on how to scale? Yeah. So if I were, if I had that many, I would do it by text and I would, I know there's a lot of texting services out there, but I would, I'd want to find one. And I know they're out there that where they can reply to your text message and you can have a conversation with them. Um, I think text is acceptable enough. Mm-hmm. And, um, I was actually, when I stayed at the Sun River Resort for NWRP, I don't know if you got this also, but after I checked in um, the next day, I got a text from, from them and they said, Hey, you know, welcome to the place. We're glad to have you. And if you need anything, just reply to this text. And they, they personalized it enough that it was, that I felt welcomed. It wasn't just a very, it wasn't a cold text. It was mm-hmm. a warm one. Yeah. Oh, did you get that, uh, that text also? No, I don't think I, I, I didn't actually, because I, I, I'd booked through Sun River, but it wasn't one of their was well, one of their properties. Their managed properties. Um, okay. So anyway, no, I, I I didn't, or maybe I missed it. Maybe I should have told them about the fry pans. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I, I booked with the lodge, so maybe that right. was the difference that yes. I stayed at the lodge. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. I love. I, I like that idea. I'm sending that one straight to my general manager. So. <laughs> so. <laughs> And because yeah. I always say that up here in Ontario, we're about six or seven years behind everybody else. So, mm-hmm. so actually texting guests is fairly new to us. And, and okay. it's only through to, taking on a new general manager who was, you know, she, she's, she's the text queen that, that it's got me into texting a lot more. And now I'm thinking, wow, this is, you know, this is <laughs> such a great way of communicating and most of our communication with guests while they're in stay is is done by text now Mm -hmm. and and i don't know if you might have larger properties and maybe you know make sure you also call them or one that you you there might have been some issues ahead of time and you just want to you know check in with them by voice Uh, because voice is is really really key I think especially with the physical touch and hearing somebody's voice I had one guest this summer it was her very first booking through the Airbnb platform and Airbnb's platform does not have a way to charge for a dog and so I'm very clear that someone will receive a payment request for the dog fee after they've booked and she she knew there was a dog fee, but she didn't pay a whole lot of attention to how it was be collected or what's going on. So she flipped out when she got this extra payment request. She called Airbnb customer service. They did not do very well with her at all. You know, well, you know, this isn't done right. And I don't know about this. We'll, we'll try to call the host for you and try to get things straightened out. And I could tell from her messages on the platform to me that she was getting very worked up and, you know, sending them out before I could even reply. And so I immediately called her. I didn't even try replying. I just picked up the phone. She was in tears because she was so worked up over this that she wasn't sure what was going on. And by the time I got off the phone, her hysteria had turned to calm. So in that case, you know, just really be aware of what your guest needs in a situation. And by the end of the conversation, she's like, well, yeah, they really hyped it up to something that I didn't need to be worried about. I'm so, you know, I'm so glad you called. We got this straightened out. I'll go pay it right now. It's not a big deal. Um, and then when she stayed, she's like, oh my gosh, just, I feel so taken care of in the best place ever. And I'm so glad I stayed. So it was, you know, just being able to figure out which one's needing to call and which one's text is perfectly fine, which most will be. And it's just something to be aware of too. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's um, it's an interesting point you make just about you know how different people are. 
and some may take something in a different way. And if you've collected your information well at the start, then you've usually got some indication of um, of, of whether they're going to flip out over something or not. <laughs> yes. I mean, we we know sure. we know when we get to, we we go into communication with guests and you always know when somebody's going to be high maintenance. Yes, you do. You do. Um, oh, and then back to my workflow. Um, the last thing that happens is they have another email that goes out the morning morning of their departure. That's a thank you email and invites them to review me and visit my social media. Oh, and it, um, also tells them you can definitely book it direct. If you want to return and you'll get a returning guest discount. And then I also send out a physical thank you card that is personalized and customized to each house branded on the back so that they get that several days after they've departed, they're already home and they get this nice thank you card that again reiterates, Hey, we really appreciate you choosing us and staying with us. We'd love to have you again. Please be sure to book direct um, and ask for the returning guest discount. So a couple of things I wanted to ask you about this. Where do you get their addresses from? I asked them for that. They must put it into their rental agreement. I have a rental agreement uh, for each property. Every booking must fill it out, no matter if it's one night stay or longer. It doesn't matter. So so that's the same whether they come through Airbnb or Verbo. I've said right. it. Oh, my God, I said, said it. it. <laughs> <laughs> What's funny is my family has been calling it Verbo since the beginning. <laughs> So it's just like easy for me to do. Well, I, yeah, it's it's a bit like I, I've always said VRMA and then everybody else says Verma. So really, you know, we're there already. But that is actually the first time I, I've I've been very careful. Even when I was speaking to them the other day on the phone, she said, this is Verbo. And I said, yeah, I prefer VRBO. And I thought I'm really being bloody minded here. <laughs> uh, but uh, but yeah, so so even even when the, wherever they come through, you can still send out your rental agreement and get that information from them. Yes, yeah, and it states in my especially in my Airbnb policies and description, it states you know you will be requested your email address and you will need to fill out a rental agreement uh, within forty eight hours of booking uh, for you to do your stay. So I'm very clear on the expectations, and you know I've only had one person ever on Airbnb say hey no, I don't want to do this. I'm not comfortable with it, which is fine. You know, I, I called up customer service. And I said, hey, they're not comfortable with following my policies. Would you mind canceling it, please, at no penalty to me? And I said, sure, that's fine. Uh, but, you know, my rental agreement's laid out in the policy, the house rules mm-hmm. section, so there are no surprises at all. So I'm very clear on my expectations of what they're going to be doing and what they're going to be signing because there's nothing worse than putting a, su- a surprise like that on someone. You want good surprises, not surprises on policies or payments or things like that. Yeah, really good point. Second thing I wanted to ask you was about these postcards that you send, because I mm-hmm. don't imagine you're sitting there writing them all out by hand, <laughs> putting them in an envelope, no. putting a stamp on them, and then putting them in the post, post box. How do, you, how do you automate this? So there are several um, places that will automate cards and personalize, customized cards for you. Uh, the one that I am using is called Banner Season, like such as, hey, let's have a banner season, a great season. So bannerseason.com. And I believe you have to have a referral code to get in. Um, if anybody wants to use mine, happy to have you use my referral code. Um, and it's just my first name, Tyann, T-Y-A-N-N. And you, you pay by, per card plus postage. And I think what I'm paying right now is $1.49 plus 55 cents in postage to the U.S. Um, I believe it's Canada also. It's a fairly new company, just um, less than a year old, but um, they're quickly expanding across the world as well. So so you just go online and, and mm-hmm. you can create what you want, create, create a card or, or a... Because I know I've seen your uh-huh. cards that it's not postcard, it's... It's a full, it's a, tri- fold, it's a folding card. regular card. It's a folding card with an envelope, um, and you can and you can use Canva and mm-hmm. create a five by seven of what you want, or you just go into their design builder and upload a picture, put some text on it, uh, and you can put some stickers on it if you want. Um, it's really cool, and then you send it out, and then they have 
a, a system like if that, then that, and they can, you know, integrate with Zapier and things like that. So you could actually integrate with different systems. So it automatically pulls addresses and sends cards out for you without you doing a thing. That's excellent. So yes, I, I just couldn't think that you'd have the time to sit there and write all these cards out. But <laughs> no. I've, I've seen these cards, you were showing them uh, at the um, at the table you hosted in Sun River when you were talking about um, about the guest experience and everybody was so interested in these because they they're, they're beautiful got glorious photographs that you've of course that you've taken uh, mm-hmm. on them um, and I loved the one with the hiking trail which was the one that that you send out before the stay and I can imagine being a guest and getting that in the mail before my stay and just feeling that anticipation that not only am I going to have a great time, but that I have a great host as well, because my host has thought of me enough to send me this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's also an activity that's free. And the cool thing about that particular trail too, is it's all abilities. So there's sections of the trail that, you know, anyone, absolutely anyone, even it's wheelchair accessible. So it's an activity that will cover the entire family from people who need a paved trail to people who can do the route with 300 hand hewn stone steps going down the bluff and into through a grotto and into soldiers cave from civil war right along the river. So that's why I like it. It's just, it's accessible to everyone and it doesn't matter who my guests are. They will be able to enjoy it if they decide they want to do it. It is all about knowing your area and yes. and knowing it, it all sort of comes in together, doesn't it? You know, you know your area, you know the guests that are coming and you have your methods of sort of tying those together so that you can create the anticipation for them. Exactly, exactly. And, you know, I, I got places in Missouri wine country. So a lot of Sundays we do our research. I, you know, I got to tell my guests which wineries. It's going really good. And and which bands are playing? Because every weekend is live music in Missouri wine country. So (laughs) Sunday afternoon research time (laughs) is one of my favorites. I think that's a great idea. And it must be a write-off as well. (laughs) It is. (laughs) Yeah, you've got to keep all those things in mind as well. It's it's, it's okay to be touchy-feely, but you need to be practical too. That's right. That's right. So yeah, practical wise, um, delivering those, those personal recommendations, I highly depend upon my touch day digital welcome book. Um, and I started using them before I was community ambassador as well. And, you know, when people ask me, what do you use? I said, well, I use touch day, but I'm not, I'm not just the community ambassador. I am such a fan of it and a huge user. And the more I use it, the more tweaks I make. And now I'm making a lead generation guide um, from it as well. So I made an additional book. It's going to be about wedding venues in the area. And then when people are searching for wedding venues in Missouri wine country, I want them to find my landing page, give me their email address. And here they get this guidebook with pin marks of all the great wedding venues we have. And oh, by the way, here's some great places to stay too. So, so can anybody do that? Who's, um, who's a, a, a touch day customer? Yes. Anybody. Wow. Okay. I'm on it. Yep. <laughs> my yep. other ones I'm going to do, um, is like dog friendly places for my dog people. Um, a hiking guide, more hiking guide for Branson because people don't know about the fabulous hiking and those that do are really trying to search for those locations. Um, so I'll put that in there and then also put it into my drip email campaign because I am super, super excited. I will be learning uh, from Nancy McLear. Um, we are having her return to vacation rental boot camp this year and she is such a whiz at drip email campaigns and and uh, guest nurture campaigns with her emails. One year I'm going to get to your boot camp. <laughs> <laughs> because yeah, let's let's move on to that. Before we move on to talk a little bit more about boot camp, which I want to. What um what other tools and resources are you using to make your processes efficient? Um you mentioned your reservation system. Do you mind telling us who you use? Sure. I use Owner Reservations, or Owner Res for short. 
And it's a learning curve when you first look at it. And so, for instance, all the boot keep boot camp get, um, people, they'll a lot of them will end up signing up, and then I'll help them set it up and explain the process. Um, same with my parents; I got them going. But you don't need me to you know help you set it up or anything because Owner Res has one of the most fabulous customer service teams. The owners are on it. I think you've interviewed Chris Hines recently mm-hmm. as well. I I believe. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, and he is so responsive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I so rarely interview um, people from suppliers unless I'm absolutely 100% convinced that they are delivering because it really comes back on me if they don't. Yeah, and, for sure. And I was, you know, I just had no reservations whatsoever, no reservations <laughs> <laughs> about endorsing owner res because the feedback is just so tremendous. It is. And I haven't even tapped into all the powerful tools they have. And so I'm excited once I get Nat, my husband, on board to free up and get and say, okay, now I need you to research this, what we can do with it, because I know I'm just the tip of the iceberg of how powerful their system is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I will put a link to Onores on the show notes. So if anybody wants to go if, th- thinking about um, getting an own, owner reservation system or booking management system, then definitely go and have a look at that. And the other thing is, is that it is cost effective. I mean, we're, yes. we're researching um, PMSs at the moment for our company. And and some of them, are you, I mean, it's just crazy when you're, you're thinking maybe to, to actually get on board with them. It's in the fifteen to $20,000 region to start off oh with. Oh, gosh. Wow. Yeah. Uh, with lots of, I mean, masses wow. of bells and whistles that massive property management companies, I'm sure, would be very happy mm-hmm. with. But really, for the... Uh, for the independent owner and for the small property manager, then I, I think uh, you know property management system like owner res is is the way to go. Mm-hmm. So um, boot camp, tell us about boot camp, and just for those who've never heard of it before, you, you just have a little bit of background and then talk about the upcoming event. Sure. So boot camp um, is the VR mastered. So Vacation Rentals Mastered, then Vacation Rental Boot Camp. And we call it Boot Camp for short. And we created this, uh, I guess it's three years ago. This is going to be our fourth one. The first one, we were crazy. And we did it in Mexico, of all places. <laughs> and uh, it was a learning experience, but still, it, it went great. And we decided, okay, let's let's do another one. And we had it in Nashville, and then we had a third one in Santa Cruz last fall. And this fourth one um, is going to be my hometown, um, St. Louis, Missouri. And when we created this, it, well, the goal was to create some hands-on education for people who were just getting into the vacation rental industry or to help the people transitioning from the original way of doing vacation rentals to the way that we're having to do it now with online booking and all credit cards and just navigating the new policies from the listing sites and the fees and, okay, how can we make the listing sites work for us instead of us working for them and getting over the fears of everything changing. So it seemed like, it seems like on the, on the surface that those are two completely different groups when in reality, once we brought them together, they were the same. Because the people transitioning were having to start over in ways. The um, people, and they were getting very discouraged. They were losing their excitement. But we found the new people had such excitement that it overflowed into the people getting discouraged. And it renewed their excitement for the industry. And by the time Santa Cruz came around, we were also getting people who had been in the industry for a long time and were great and set in their ways, and they think they're doing things well. And here they come to just kind of brush up on a few things, and they learn new things. Oh, way too many new things. (laughs) (laughs) And, And so we already have, I think, 11 alumni signed up for St. Louis. One of our alum, this is, she's been to every single one. In her words, she's addicted to boot camp. And next week, I'll do a video interview with her so Kathy can explain why she keeps coming back. Uh, But what we found, 
even though we created something we thought was a one-time investment and then we would have an online group, it's become more relationships. Uh, People come, you're at camp. You're with us from breakfast until late at night at drinks if you want to be around us that long. So we're talking even 16 hours together every day for four and a half days. And people build relationships and you build that core group. And it's so refreshing to talk to people who understand what you're going through. Because not it used to be five years ago, there were not a lot of owners, managers, hosts. A lot of people didn't understand the emotions and, and things you go through with dealing with people and guests and the, the highs and the lows. So now, you know, you're able to find that group and you're connecting face to face and we're, we're humans and we need that human touch that so you can't just do everything online. So it's, they say it's also like a family reunion. And on top of that, there's just so much information we give you. They, they say it's like a fire hose being opened up and you're just, all this information is coming at you. And we even remind people at the beginning of boot camp, you're going to be flooded with information. Just make it a point to learn one or two things a day and work through those things and know that throughout the year, you've got a support group. We've got a secret closed Facebook group to help each other out. Um, and then you can come back, you know, don't make it an all or nothing thing because it's a building process. And as you know, you're, I'm always learning. You're always learning. We're always trying to tweak our processes, you know, don't make it a one-time thing. Um, teachers and education, they do continuing education courses throughout their life. You have to stay on top of things and, and learn from other people. Well, I think you've done a wonderful job with this. And I know the people that I've spoken to who've been to boot camp say it's, you know, it was a pivotal moment in their lives, in their in vacation rental lives, if you like, and, and, and enable them to take their business to the next level. And I, it, it just, the, the stories are just so enlightening and heartening and joyful, really. Yeah. What, what dates do we have? Okay, so this year's October 24th to 28th. It'll be in St. Louis. Um, We got an international airport, easy public transportation from the airport to the host hotel. The host hotel is phenomenal. Um, It's the historic Union Station, and there's even some trains still there. So it's right there in downtown St. Louis. It's got one of the few whispering arches. And one of the presidents actually did a speech there. I want to say it was Harry Truman, but I'm going to have to go look that up in the history and figure it out. Um, But there's a whispering arch. So what that means is you can stand on one side and someone else on the other side of this archway. It's an architectural marvel. And you can whisper. And the person that's like, I think it's 75 feet away or something, they can hear you loud and clear. Well, that's definitely a stop on the uh, on the journey for your delegates then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's just it's just the architecture's gorgeous, how historic it is, and um, it's it's a fabulous personnel there as well because I've been to other conferences there too. So the the hotel does a really really great job hosting conferences and things like that. And um, but we're we're a small group, we're nothing big. So but this year we did expand to forty seats. Um, that's our maximum. Um, but we also have five teachers this year instead of four. Um, so myself and Alana, Alana created boot camp with me. Um, Alana Schroeder, the distinguished guest. And then we'll also have Jess Vozel with Guest Hook, Nancy McLear with Anna Maria Islands um, Vacation Rentals, and then Conrad O'Connell with Build Up Bookings. That is a fantastic group. So if anybody out there is thinking that uh, you really need to up your business, then this is the place to go. And it's very different from the the normal uh, conference that you go to, which is over two days and there's there's a, up to 100 different sessions to choose from. This is really, really focused and with, with some of the absolute best in this industry. So, um, Tyann, where do they go to find out more information? VRmastered.com. So V-R-M-A-S-T. E-R-E-D.com. I will put that on the show notes. And I'd love to hear from anybody who uh, who is planning on going and who'd like to talk to Tyann and we'll connect you. Um, Tyann, it's been an absolute pleasure as ever. I love talking to you. You are, I, I mean, I learn every time we have a discussion and I will always have these takeaways. I, I, <laughs> I said to somebody when we were in Sun River, I, I talked to a guy, I think it was leading up to last year's Vacation Rental Success Summit. And, and 
he said, I, I don't know where I met him, whether it may have been online. And I said something about, you should come to this. He said, my dear, he said, <laughs> which put my back up to start with. My dear, I've been in this industry longer than you. There is nothing more I can learn. See, oh. you've gone all quiet. <laughs> and I thought, yeah, he's, he's said it all. And I probably don't want to go and stay at his place. And I'm quite happy he didn't come to our conference. But there is always, I think, well, you know, why I mentioned that is that there is always, mm. always something to learn, whether you are just beginning the business, where, of course, you've got a lot to learn, or whether you've been in it for, for 30 years. You just keep that learning going. So for sure. it's always good to have you on the show. You've brought us a huge amount of information today. So thank you very, very much. You're welcome. And thank you so much for having me. I always, it's always a pleasure to chat with you. That was great. That was really good. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I can't tell you how much of pleasure it is to talk to Tyann. She's just a powerhouse of knowledge of this business. Um, there's a lot of people out in the vacation rental space saying they know how to teach vacation rentals. But believe me, there are very few that can do it properly. And Tyann is one of them. And, and also her fellow presenters at VRM, uh, at VR Mastered, um, Nancy McLear, Jessica Vozell, uh, Alana Schroeder, and Conrad O'Connell, they too are in my list of master educators. So it's a great opportunity. If you get the opportunity to go to VR Mastered, then I would highly recommend it. I can't go this year because I'm going to go to Como, to the Vacation Rental World Summit, which is around about the same time, and I can't get to both. And, and then when I get back from Como, it's almost straight into the VRMA conference in New Orleans. It's a busy season coming up. But, you know, I talk about it over and over. You can't get enough education because things are changing so rapidly. And there is so much consolid consolidation and commoditization in this business that we have to stay on top of it all the time and get even better at what we do. So I'm going to get a step off my soapbox on education and I'm going to wrap this up for this week. So I hope you've in, enjoyed that. Everything we've talked about today will be on the show notes. And of course, you can make a comment on those show notes um, and you can email me directly at heather at vacationrentalformula.com if you've got a specific question uh, or if you need to be connected to Tyann. So that's it for today. It's been an absolute pleasure being with you, and I will look forward to next week. This episode of Vacation Rental Success is over, but don't worry, Heather will be back soon. Want more great resources? Visit cottageblogger.com for tips, tricks, downloads, and strategies to help you achieve profit from your vacation rental business.